Well, we're back. It's been a couple months. Has it really been a couple months? Uh, I think so. And you've had COVID? Or was it COVID? Or was it just really sick? I think it was just really sick. I mean, I never tested positive. RSV or some of this. Yeah, some bullshit. Yeah. Well, you can talk again. Yep. And we've been wanting to record a whole bunch of stuff for the last couple months, but between work travel and sicknesses and everything, just couldn't just couldn't do it. This is the uh, the downsides of doing this for fun. Work comes first. Since we are not professional podcasters just yet. Yeah. <laughs> yet. All you sponsors out there, hit us up. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Could be depends underwear, whatever. <laughs> depends underwear. <laughs> that actually got to be a good podcast sponsor. I mean, if you're doing long term podcasts, I'm like very long, very long term, just laying know. the groundwork for yeah. an audience to <laughs> age into their octogenarian years. Yeah, and you don't have time to get up during the recording session. You don't session. have time to get up, and you just need to go. <laughs> depends. <laughs> For those who can't control it, and also those who don't want to control it. <laughs> those who just won't control it. <laughs> Boom, well, done. There's yeah, one there in the bag. <laughs> well, hit us up, Depends. Who's their parent company? Probably like Pampers or... Procter & Gamble yeah, or something. Some, yeah, it's got to be. We're going we're gonna to find that and we're going to tag them on this. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. Great start. <laughs> Country, country music. Well, uh, since we're diving right into this as our first back in a couple months, uh, it is, we're recording this on, what day is this? December 29th. Uh, because we are going to do our best of 2022. We have not done this in a couple of years because we have been distracted and busy and pandemic working, et cetera, et cetera. But... Our collective New Year's resolution is to make the podcast consistent again for 2022, 2023. Agreed. Agreed. I also, I think this is good timing. I feel like sometimes these best of lists come out in like November and the year's not over, motherfucker. And I think we once, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we once did our best of in January or pushing February. Yeah. Or did we think about doing it? We're like, no, it's too late now and just. Yeah, I think canceled. it was like, yeah, it was either last year or the year before we were going to do one and then we just, it, it, the time came and went. Yeah. But now is perfect. Okay. So, um, the way we decided to do this is the record needed to be released within 2022 and we each pick a top five of albums and singles. So we're just, we, we don't want this to be a super drag on uh, conversation. So I think we'll just chat about each one a little bit, uh, say why you liked it. And we're, we're going to rank them uh, top five albums and singles for each of us. And uh, yeah, maybe we should rock, paper, scissors for who goes first. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So to be clear, are we going on three or one, two, three, go? We'll go on three. Okay. Okay. So it's like one, two, go. Yeah. 
Okay. And is it one to take it all or best two out of three? Do one to take it all because this not being a visual medium, okay. probably be a little yeah, bit yeah, boring yeah, for boring. everybody. All right. Ready? <laughs> yeah. One, two, paper covers rock. I win. There you go. Oh, is this like football though, where you win the toss and you get to choose whether you kick or receive? <laughs> I get you can. We can do it that way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'll just kick it off and go first uh, with, uh, were, were we going to do symbol singles first? Yeah, we'll do singles first. Yeah. Because the album's probably the more important one. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll start from one, two, three, four, five, start from five and work down or up. We're going from your least favorite to most favorite. Well, I guess not your least favorite. Yeah, but I your... guess. I'm a, yeah, it is work up. Work up to the best, not yes. down in numbers. <laughs> Glad we figured this all out beforehand. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is what happens when you come in 20 minutes ago, start setting everything up, and no thought beforehand. We are also in that period of between Christmas and New Year's that is that no man's land of brain mush and... I was even you know. like before this, I was sitting out in my deer stand and had my little notes out trying to <laughs> organize myself with a few thoughts and still nothing still. It's a tough time of year. Disorganized. All right. Number five, I guess all of these aside from maybe number one could be pretty interchangeable for me. Number two is pretty high as well, but like three, four and five could more or less be interchangeable. Um, but at number five, I picked, uh, for, and this is singles of the year, and this is not meant to be something that, uh, corresponds to top 40 charts or anything like that. Just favorite tunes of ours for the year. And I, as, as per the podcast two or three times ago, whenever that was, when we were chatting about Zach Bryan, um, I came kind of late to him and, the second half of 2022 has been very heavily uh, Zach Bryan um, featured on, on my rotations. And so he couldn't take number one spot because uh, it wasn't the whole year. But there's a ton of his songs that were all over my playlist. And I didn't know which one to pick. And some I heard earlier. So they factored higher just in terms of rotations, but weren't necessarily my favorite. So I just kind of like blindly picked, I think my favorite tune of his, Wait, uh, can I try and guess? Yes. Is it open the gate? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how did you guess? I don't know. I was just thinking back and I, I remember you talking about that song quite a few times. And I, I thought, this is a fun game too. If, if when we say the artist of the song first, and then if we try and guess, <laughs> yeah, okay. I think truly I'm I'm almost ninety nine percent sure we have the same number one. But uh, num number one, number one song, number one song, yeah, number one single, yeah. Okay, well yeah. this will be fun because we <laughs> shared our albums, but we didn't share no. our singles. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it is open the gate. Uh, love that tune. Probably, probably my favorite from the, uh, American heartbreak record. Uh, even though so many, 30 of those 35 songs cluster pretty <laughs> highly together towards number one. It's over two hours long that album. Yeah. I was looking it up today. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm splitting hairs either way when I'm, uh, trying to pick a favorite Zach Bryan tune, but I, I'd probably go with open the gate. And uh, it also left a extra great impression from the way it was uh, done at the show in Ottawa when that was kind of the opening song and everything just kind of exploded and the crowd went crazy and 
they were singing louder than he was. So it was, uh, yeah, it was wild. Really, really ingrained that one. Okay. Um, number four, well, I guess, yeah, three, four, five, all kind of the same thing, but, uh, got Ian Munsick and Cody Johnson. Well, that one, you're going to know what the song is because there's only one they do together. Uh, Long Live Cowgirls. I love this tune. And I don't know where I saw it. Um, I don't even remember what the quote was, but it was something about, I don't know. Co- Maybe what I'm getting at is I feel like I like the idea of Cody Johnson more than his own, all of his own songs. Okay, you're gonna have to explain this. Well, the, yeah. How do how do I break that? He has a great voice, and I love the instrumentation of his music. I would love to go to a show and 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 the vibe and the energy and the style and the honky tonkness of it. But I feel like his songs for me miss a hook of some sort. Like it just it it doesn't really deli- like. I don't listen to any of them and say yes and then want to put it on repeat and repeat. Like it it's a good like country country background music for me and I fully respect him, love everything about what and how he does, but like the actual songs and songwriting doesn't really have that hook for me. And I hate to make a blanket statement like that, but over his several last albums like people get really excited about it and I listen to it and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But it's not like going crazy like so many people do. I, honestly, I have that feeling, that feeling often about, eh, I, I kind of said to you briefly, I was almost having a hard time picking full albums for, um, for my top list. And it's, it's, that was a part of it is that I felt like there was some amazing singles that came out this year. Um, and I felt like albums were a little lacking where they were falling into background noise territory for me and nothing that was like, there were some albums that I was super excited for to come out and then it came out and because the singles were so strong and then it kind of fell flat, um, for me anyway. But, uh, that was kind of my, uh, that would be a good accurate representation or description of how my feeling towards a lot of albums in 2022 were, was that Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was good. But it wasn't great. It wasn't like yeah. For and again, it's these are our personal opinions. We're basing these on nothing more than you know what we were listening. Yeah, no to. charts or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And so bringing that back to this song here, I, I've really liked Ian Munsick uh, in just the the brief few years that he's been kind of on the radar. Um, bunch of good singles, but this one really stood out for me, and I really liked that. Like if if. I, Maybe I saw it somewhere online or Instagram or something. Somebody suggested that like if country radio gave this more of a chance, it could have been like a number one hit. But I don't know, maybe because it doesn't have drums or something in it. Like there's as fully produced, like this isn't an underground song. This isn't like some rickety recording of like a jug band or something like this is fully produced like country music but there's something about it that is more broke down. Like it's fiddle is fully driving the melody and like almost the rhythm. Like I guess the, there's a bass in there as well too, but like there's no drums. It's not a, and if there is drums, it's just a little bit, I've got to listen to it again. Now I've, I've not thought this idea through, but it doesn't have like a major rhythm section to it. And I love that about it. And I love the content of the songs 
the lyrics, uh, just the, the melody, everything. And I also like the, the compliment of their voices together because they're very different. Um, yeah, big, big, big fan of this, this song. I, I hope there's, there's more like this to come from them or yeah. from I, I, either or. You may have, like the way you were saying, people were saying this could have been a bigger hit than it was, but what you described you know, maybe because it was lacking certain elements of, you know, major label country music that's on the radio right now, that may use a huge part of it because if it is geared more almost not string band, but like, yeah, you know, doesn't have... It sounds kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't think that is, I mean, I guess the guys like Billy Strings and stuff aside, like it's not super mainstream. So... I, I think that there is a lot of push towards more traditional sounds, mm-hmm. um, but I guess maybe some of it falls flat on like the mainstream ears. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah the, you're you're probably right about that. Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. Um, next after that, at number three, have Emily Nenny and On the Ranch. I well. As you know, I don't know. Did we talk about it on a podcast or was this just talking about it together? I can't remember which one. We've definitely talked about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I obviously have loved this song and it it was a big one for me throughout the summer when it came out. Yeah, we definitely talked about it because I remember reciting some of those lyrics that uh, just kind of come every Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. After two, time to break out a brew. Um, Love this tune. And I don't want to say I was disappointed in the record because the record is solid, but back to songs with hooks and everything, I, other than Can Chaser, and maybe there was something else, but I didn't feel like it's not a record full of On the Ranches. It's definitely not. And I still like, again, a background, like a Cody Johnson kind of situation. I like it, like melodically and everything, it's like very good. But if this record had like five to 10 on the ranches, it might've been my record of the year. Uh, Because that was one of my favorite tunes. I went hard and deep on that, like as soon as it came out. And like, definitely definitely ended up in my top, like whatever five Spotify wrapped songs. Oh yeah? Yeah. Which is, to me, like I also love the song a lot. And, uh, but I didn't think I had listened to it that much in the year. And I was like, how did that take over? But I was like, yeah. I must have listened to it. Like, cause again, I don't think we're, have been listening to that song the whole year. We should also, when we're done this at the end, just as like an encore, uh, talk about Spotify wrapped top song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever, okay. Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that. But yeah, Emily Nenny on the ranch. Awesome. Awesome tune. Uh, number two, I definitely wore this one out quite a lot and consistently throughout the year because this 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 came out a little while earlier. I forget exactly when, but um, Riley Green and Hell of a Way to Go. Love it. I have no real connection to like Alabama football or any of that line of them beating Tennessee and all this stuff. But aside from that, love the sentiment. Those are kind of the ideas of how I want to go. And I love the, like the edge to this song. It's, it's kind of a windows down sort of tune like this. This carried me through a bunch of the summer and, uh, yeah. And of course I just love Riley green, uh, across the board and this tune really delivered. I thought, 
Was the Windows down? Was that a rating system we developed a while back and never kept up with? Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was, right? Yeah. It was, was like, like a pre-pandemic, th- th- uh, <laughs> yeah. two, two windows down. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all it could be, right? Because yeah. we're talking about trucks like with thumbs. only... Yeah, yeah, you only got two thumbs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because trucks, we have four windows. No, your truck had four windows. Yeah. Mine had two back when I only had the old 70s <laughs> truck. <laughs> so I think we, we made it just two, two windows, windows down. Yeah, two windows. Yep. So that was a two windows down tune for sure. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, and then so my number one tune for the year, uh, my favorite single was Ronnie Dunn. And oh, you were going to guess it. No, I I was so far off. What were you going to guess? Well, I, honestly, I thought it was going to be on the ranch. Okay. And then when you put that in as your number, I guess your number two or three, um, then I thought for sure it was going to be that Tyler Halverson song, uh, either Beer Garden or... Uh, or your bar now. I thought it was going to be one of those. I can't believe those didn't make it into your top five. They would definitely be in the top ten. Um, the but the the beer garden baby one. That's not from twenty twenty. Oh, it's not. I don't think so. I think it's a little bit older. I don't know. Google that. Um, but yeah, the the other one, uh, your bar now. Uh, that that would probably be in the top ten for sure. Yeah, you're right. Uh, beer garden was twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, but no, the the number one for me was Ronnie Dunn and Jake Worthington, Honky Tonk Town. Man, when this came out and I heard that for the first time, like this, this to me now is like what heartache medication was in 2019 when that came out from John Party. Like I think it's just like epitome of like new country honky tonk and. I, it was like all windows down, like all thumbs up. Uh, bust them out. Yeah. <laughs> Permanently down. Totally. And we're, we were out. So fun little story. Uh, we were out in Alberta for my cousin's wedding in the summer. And was that when this came out? Or were we just listening to it recently released? I don't know. Sometime around then. And uh, my wife took a video of... Uh, of us driving. Oh, my, my, my buddy's dad lent us a Porsche for, for the <laughs> weekend to go to this wedding. Uh, completely random because we, we were going to rent a car and he's like, no, 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 no. Here, take the Porsche. Um, he's like, but you got to promise to like really open her up. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually people are like, be careful, treat it with kid gloves. He's like, make sure you get on a good highway where you can really open it up. Uh, and gave some suggestions on which roads. <laughs> And so uh, we got onto one near my, my uncle has a ranch outside of Calgary. And uh, so we were just ripping down this road uh, with this tune coming on. And, uh, and I think I posted it on Instagram and said something like tune of the year, pure country gold or something like that. And Ronnie Dunn replied to me. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. We had like a DM exchange. Not a long one. I can't remember what we what we said. Like I don't I don't feel like that's uh it's not a big deal. But it's it kinda also, is. well <laughs> it's kinda cool. Yeah. It's 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 I don't think he's the guy that has like a PR team that's doing yeah. his his stuff. Like if you look at a lot of his posts, like it it seems like it's him. Mm-hmm. So at least let me think that I had an interaction with Ronnie Dunn. <laughs> uh it's like probably next step down from having interaction with George Strait. And uh, I'll just, just that, that was a, a peak moment for me in 2022 uh, with a peak tune. Uh, and Jake Worthington, like what a dude. Like this guy, 
there's going to be very good things for him ahead because one of my favorite songs of last year, which we didn't do uh, best of 2021, but it's one of my most listened to songs of this year. Actually, it's my most listened, so we don't have to do the rap thing <laughs> later, uh, was Jonesin uh, from the Hardy mixtape yeah. record uh, with Ronnie Dunn, uh, Jake Owen, and Jake Worthington. And Jake Worthington's doing the uh, the George Jones kind of thing the like the baritone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i forget what the what the exact line is but he's he's got a voice on him uh seems uh seems like a pretty cool guy too and a couple of great singles under his belt with uh, a few super heavy hitters so those are my top five ronnie dunn and jake worthington honky tonk town number one riley green hell of a way to go number two Emily Nenny on the ranch, number three. Ian Munsick and Cody Johnson, long live cowgirls, number four. And number five, Zach Bryan, open the gate. Fantastic list. Thanks, man. Let's have yours. We will, and as an aside, we'll make sure these are all put up um, in playlist format. Maybe our top fives plus any runners up that we may have had, but it'll all be 2022. And I guess we'll probably just mix it in with some songs from the top albums. Sure. Um, As an aside, I was reading something today. You mentioned George Strait. I think I read somewhere today that he's got new music coming out in 2023. Like possibly. You read that? Yeah. I did not read that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I read it today. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know where I saw it, but we'll have to fact check that one. But I'm, I'm like 95% sure that I saw it. So, Well, uh, as Josh Abbott says, we are lucky that uh, King George still makes country music. So, circling back to my top five. So, my number five, and this is, again, this is like you had mentioned earlier, it was one of those albums that I was, off the initial singles, I was hoping for kind of a lot more of songs to my liking. Um, no Mistakes by Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. Mm. Um, do you remember that one? That's the one that kind of kicked in with that oh, weird I love like, it. drum beat that like is, we are both kind of like, what's about to happen? And then the steel kicks in and it's oh. like... I, I love it. You know me. I'm a sucker for a big, good hook and a pickup. Yeah. But for some it starts reason, off my so wife doesn't like that song. I don't really? know why. I think, yeah, it's some, I, I don't know why. But, excuse me, I've got it on several playlists, and like I'm, I'm jamming out to it all the time. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about this whole album, and I guess they had kind of written the whole thing prior to COVID and then just got shelved and then they came back and did all the recording and, and touring off of it afterwards. So it sounded like that would be a pretty interesting kind of concept to come back to it. Like the songs you wrote mm-hmm. essentially two years ago, slated them for recording, you were playing them live and then all of a sudden you, you come back to it. I wonder it's got to take, I don't know, it take a bit to get back into that mindset of where you were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but as far as lead singles, I'm not even sure if it was the lead single off it, but I think it was that song. Um, but uh, I, and I'm with you. I haven't looked at the whole record since it came out, but I remember also being like, "Oh, yeah, where, where's 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 the rest like this?" Yeah, and I don't know, you know, if it's selfish just wanting pure honky tonk gold for a whole. It's album. not selfish. That is the <laughs> the right thing to do. <laughs> That's the, the the noble aspiration. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it's just like Ronnie of... Dunn's record is called uh, "Hundred Proof Hundred Proof Neon." Yeah, yeah. So you you know what you're in for there. It, there's <laughs> you know what you signed up for. Around. You're you're not being deceived. 
But I guess in the sense that I, you know, a lot of artists seem to be broadening their horizons a little bit. So I guess I understand wanting to branch out a little bit and from a creative standpoint, not just release pure honky tonk gold, but we love it. We're here for it. Hundred percent. So that'll be my number five. No mistakes, sir. Shook and I gotta stop saying hundred percent. Man, <laughs> we talked about this before, and didn't we come up with something else to say? Well, I don't remember. Did we? I don't know. I remember <laughs> you saying fifty-two percent or thirty-seven <laughs> percent. Yes, not fully into it. Okay, we will not, will not say it for the rest. Of the, anytime someone says it again, shot. I should do a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't do it because I got to drive home. <laughs> yeah. I don't live five blocks away from you anymore. I got all this moonshine over here. I was just telling you about that. I just bought. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is the new game. <laughs> We're out. Number four. It's uh, your bar now. Uh, Tyler Halverson and Kylie Frey. I think is how you would say her last name. Um, and you're right. It looks like these must have been released like very shortly into 2022 because all the rest of the singles off of that little run of singles you had were all 2021, and mm. they're all kind of at least one after another. Mm-hmm. Um, so this must have been the only one that made it into 2022, but uh, I love this song. Yeah, because there's no record, right? It's just a no. series of singles, yeah. And, and that's so it would have to fit in this category. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wish there was a record. Um, I'm sure there's got to be something coming soon if he was putting out music that uh, consistently. I'm glad you're mentioning these on your list because when you can only mention five, you're really excluding a lot of what we like. And I'm glad that we have... Like we're in the same wheelhouse of appreciation, but we yeah. very much have different styles. And I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm curious about the rest of what yeah, you have. Yeah, well, we only have one song overlap, which is odd to me. The albums might be different, but um, what what's the song? Oh, the em- Emily Nenny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep going. Um, my number three is "The Way I Ought to Go" by Bella White. Oh um, yeah, I Not love surprising. this song. Yeah, and uh, I I really enjoyed her first album, but it's very much like I wouldn't even involve it in a country conversation. Like it's a bluegrass album. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the it's called the I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but this song is it's very country. Um, I think she's got one other single out that's it, it's not as country as this. Um, but uh, I'm excited to see what her new material is going to sound was, like after the, like a very traditional f- album debut and then to, to put out a single like this it, it's got to you know be some sort of foreshadowing as to what some of her new stuff is sounding like and wasn't she on that list from rolling stone or whoever about um next big country i'm i'm sure i think she's pretty young too i think she's like 21 um which is impressive to have a full-length debut album under your belt yeah, I thought there was her and like Vincent Neil Emerson and yeah. a couple other people. Yeah, that, that sounds were, familiar. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, carry on. I think maybe Margot Silka was on that list too. Maybe that's oh, why I started listening possibly. to her. Yeah. That, w- that was a tough break for me because I felt like I discovered that or started listening to that album so recently, but it came out at the end of 2021, that Margot Silka album. So I couldn't, I even had it on my list and then I I went back and double checked some things. I was like, oh shit, this was released like mid-November 2021. Mm-hmm. So I had to pull it off. Kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, so yeah, number three, The Way Out It Go, Bella White. Uh, number two is Happy Hour by Hayes Carl. Oh, nice. I'm this so was glad you just included like it. such a fun song. It like, was. That, this was Hayes Carl, like this is PK's Carl. 
Yeah. Um, I don't mean like career wise. I just mean like it's the type of song yeah. that we all know him and love him for. It's yeah. cheeky. The lyrics are like cheeky. hilarious and like yeah. just such a hilarious yet sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. Like I, the I kind just... of thing where you're not laughing at it, but with it in a like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like yeah. The first time you hear it, like what? Right on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it just, he's such a clever songwriter. Yep. And his his album that he put out before this, but it was in 2021, would have deserved a spot, I think, on my my top albums list. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was 2021. But uh, that album had some gems on it too. But this song, I guess, just got released as a one-off. Um, I don't think it was on any particular album because I don't think he's released an album in 2022. But uh, yeah, Happy Hour by Hayes Carl is a real fun that, one. That probably would have been next on my list. Okay, so we're getting close. And then, I mean, you probably narrowed down my number one then. It is On the Ranch by Emily Nenny. Nice. Um, yeah, apparently I love this song a little more than you did. <laughs> uh, y- yeah. It may have been the cattle dog mention. <laughs> the, yeah, because you have one. <laughs> um, it's just such a vibe, this song. Anytime it I, 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 It's never come on and I've been like, I'm going to put on something else. Every time it comes on, I'm just like, just vibing. Yeah, there's no skips. You no. never skip that song. No, yeah. it's, su- it's such a good song. Heard it a thousand times and you still like, even if you're feeling like, oh, I'm going to skip his, like, no. Yeah. I'm going to let this go through. And it gets better the louder you crank it. <laughs> and the other thing, I don't know if we talked about uh, last time when we were talking about her and this, is I also really enjoy the Shania, like 1994, 95 Shania vibes yeah. that she is, I think, very clearly channeling. If she is not intentionally doing it, then she is unintentionally like mom jeans with like the the frizzier hair yeah. and like the bop through that little video of uh the on the ranch like she that was the first thing i noticed like visually about this was uh oh, this is a nice like legit era shania twain yeah i say legit era before it all went <laughs> people will be mad at me about that but i'm wow. really only here for shania's first two records <laughs> Well, she's she's back on the road touring, mm-hmm. so maybe uh, maybe Emily Nenny could get that opening spot for. Although I'm sure it's already uh, been filled, but uh, <laughs> yeah, by what's his name, Mask Guy. With, oh, Orville uh, Peck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that who's touring with her? Well, they had a song together, so I assume oh, right. they're gonna have some degree of touring together. She's rolling through Ottawa for Blues Fest, so we'll have to go to that. Shania. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's the first first night. I think it's the Thursday night. Well. Mm-hmm. We'll get her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Easy enough. Have our yeah, people no call. Yeah, our, our people. people call her. <laughs> Bane, your dog. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. <laughs> no signs of life. As he's sleeping upside down on the couch. <laughs> hey, call Shania's people. <laughs> Pull your weight, bud. <laughs> you roll, look at him. He rolls over. He's like, yeah? perked huh? up. What? You talking to me? Uh, yeah, so that rounds out my uh, top five. On the Ranch, Emily Nenny, Happy Hour, Hayes Carl, The Way Out of Go, Bella White, Your Bar Now, Tyler Halverson, and No Mistakes by Sarah Shook and the Armors. How's your beer? I could use one. Okay. BRB. Beer right back. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so let's get back at the albums. I've got to make a game time decision here. Uh-oh. You might need to help me. Maybe you can be the, uh, the 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 judge that helps tip the scales on this. Okay. Okay. But for how, num- how can I help? For number five, did did you listen to these when I sent them to you? Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how familiar you are with them because I'm not sure they're exactly your wheelhouse, but for number five, I'm torn between Haley Witters Raised and Ernest Flower Shops. I, I like the Haley Witters one. Yeah? Yeah, much better. Okay. I was pretty much 50-50 on them, so we'll we'll go with Haley Witters. You, okay. You take the scales. Okay. I Haley Witters is I I think I think of her now like I thought of Casey Musgraves in like 2015. Like just ahead of peak Casey Musgraves and for the record for me peak Casey Musgraves was ahead of Pageant Material. Pageant Material for me is her best record times 10. Nothing has come close since. Um which is why we're kind of like, what happened to Casey Musgraves? Yeah. Sad trombone kind of thing, because she was so great. All of the sparkly suits and the cactus sets and riding in on a horse to George Strait uh, <laughs> concert. And then she just kind of changed course and, I don't know, maybe followed a Taylor Swift route into something significantly poppier. But uh, now I feel like Haley Witters is the savior we needed to fill the uh, Casey Musgraves void. And it seems like her rise coincide, like was perfectly inverse with Casey's demise. I don't want to say demise. demise. It's not demise. Departure. Because departure. Yeah. Cause it's not a demise. Cause she's clearly doing better than ever. She's a superstar now, yeah. but in terms of like a country, country context, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, let's say departure. Uh, but I, I've, I've really liked all of her tunes. And she's so fun. Like following her on Instagram and like all of the little busking with her guitar and fiddle at like Bucky's or wherever, like yeah. roadside gas station stops in Texas and wherever else. And people just walking by, like, this is just normal. They have no idea who she is or don't care. Yeah. They're just like grabbing ice or whatever. Like, excuse me, girls, <laughs> you're, you're blocking the ice, <laughs> not knowing what's going on. Um, yeah. And her underwear that's like corn star and whatnot, uh, from her, I think Iowa roots and corn husking, everything. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's a lot of fun and like country country. And this whole record, I feel like is not, I feel like it very obviously is, uh, an homage to where she came from, where she grew up. It's called raised. I really hope that dog fart just got captured on the microphone. <laughs> Bane farted. It was one of them. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I did not hear it. Listen back for that. These mics are sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. With Raised and, oh, Everything She Ain't and Boys Back Home. And just all of these uh, beer tastes better in a field somewhere. Yeah, she's the whole record front to back is is a great listen, Uh, both for like fun tunes and also as background music. I think you tipped me in the right direction. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not as well-versed in her stuff as you are, but I, I really like her, too. Like, anything I've heard recently, I'm, I've been uh, I've been quite into. I think another reason why I really like her is because it's the kind of country, um, the, like the kind of country lifestyle and living that I grew up in. She has merch, and it's a hat that just says Corn Star. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, like, a, really a lot funny. of her references like really <laughs> resonate for for oh, where where funny. we were at. I, th- I think I had a similar conversation years ago with um, on the podcast with Del Barber uh, because so much of his country music is like the same kind of thing. It's more farming than ranching. So, next up for me would be uh, at number four, the Panhandlers. West Texas is the best Texas. I thought this would be higher up on your list. It's an EP, and it came out later in the year. Um, You know, if it was a full record, I would say if if we had a time machine to go back, and I didn't know it at the time, but if I could retroactively do a best of 2021 as well, there, the Panhandlers debut record would be one of my favorites of 2021. Um, but yeah, this this factored really heavily into my uh, into my fall this year uh, since this came out, and I think we're we're gonna chat in the next week or two about uh, these guys in more in depth because uh, this is something that uh, they're a super group that is a really interesting concept to me, and I not having grown up in Texas, like we, we don't know a lot of these guys. Like, had you ever heard of William Clark Green? I, you know, I'd seen the name. It was, but it was John Bowman was the only one that I had actively listened to. Yeah. And I, and so you, I think you would be a rarity at least up here. Yeah. Like these guys are super well known in Texas, but we've talked about this songwriter circles like that, like whatever that bubble of Texas where it's yeah. like a different planet of totally. artists that, that exist down there that are, are huge within that scene. Uh, of course, we know Josh Abbott and um, and in more recent years since uh, uh, Flatland Cavalry has kind of come to a lot of mainstream success. We, we know them as well too, but now it's like this fun super group with these guys and this... Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save more of this conversation for next time or the time after whenever we're going to do this. But we'll 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 go into depth on thoughts on these guys. But definitely one of my favorite records of the year. If it was if it came out earlier in the year and I and if it was a bigger record, it probably would have factored a, a little bit higher. But just because of that, the the weight of Midland at number three, uh, greetings for or the last resort, greetings from. Not to be confused with the Last Resort EP from yeah, 2001. Yeah, very confusing to me. Yeah, because even it shares some songs too, right? So I guess mm-hmm. it was an EP, and then they took some of those songs and put them onto there. I find the way they release they music t- is very did, confusing. Didn't they? Didn't they put them all into it? Isn't it just because when you messaged me about this, because I had had the same thoughts. Yeah, I feel like it was, and I we, we could compare all the of tunes. them and more. Yeah, right? yeah, it's. I, I haven't actually compared it. I guess I just assumed, but they came out with that EP in 2021 and then they came out with the record in 2022 that was longer. And I, I, I just assumed all of the same tunes were in the record and then some. Yeah. I, I, I truly find when I said, I, I find the way Midland specifically releases music is very confusing. I find it very disjointed. Mean? Like, like what, what's like another the, example? The flow from like uh, album to album. Like, what was the, there was an album I really liked and you did not like. Um, that was kind of in the middle of like, I'm trying to remember the name of it now just by by looking through here. It may have been an EP as well. Um, 
Oh, like Sonic, yeah, Sonic Ranch, which I don't think you like, oh, but it was no. also that was like a bunch of old material that they released. That was entirely old material. That was the one that was in conjunction with the um, with the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you say Sonic Ranch, I always just think of Whitey Morgan now because he had a record that. You're, yeah, you're right. He did have a Sonic Ranch album. Was yeah. it called Sonic Ranch as well too? It might have been, but it was recorded at Sonic Ranch. And that's why he's <laughs> called it that. More confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Sonic Ranch 2015 was was an album by Whitey Morgan. Yeah. That was a good record. That was, yeah. That's arguably one of his one of his biggest records, I think. Yeah. That's when I that's the tour that I went to see him on. Man, that guy's when we hung too, out eh? backstage and drank a couple cases of uh MGDs and uh, a bottle of makers. Yeah, he's had nothing. Nothing out since 2018, Buddy Morgan. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. I think he's still touring. He's definitely still touring. Because I was looking, he was playing. He had a gig in, it was in December. He was playing in Detroit. And it was like, I, I wanted to go so badly because he was playing on the Saturday. And my nephew had a day game in Oh, in is Detroit. that when you asked me to come with you? Yeah, because it was yeah. Red Wings were playing in the afternoon and then Whitey Morgan was playing at night I think I had a work thing and that's why I couldn't go but that would be the place to see Whitey Morgan because he's from Detroit or from Flint Flint, I think yeah but anyways back to this yeah we sidebarred Um, a little here as we do yeah I just this was this as well as my number two record are just I think great examples of modern honky tonk and I guess we could go back to what we were saying earlier about uh um, Ronnie Dunn and 100 Proof Neon, but this this record's just full of like uh, two to two step. If I lived here, long neck way to go, bury me in blue jeans, like just bangers. I hate using that word now because it's just so overused. <laughs> but just they're such great like honky tonk country tunes and. I just hope Midland keeps being Midland forever. Yeah, I don't think they're changing it anytime soon. I hope not. <laughs> like, these guys need to be like the George Strait or ACDC of their era, where I know those are two very different things, but like, they don't really change. Like, if you liked ACDC in the 80s or the 70s, <laughs> I guess you could. we could split hairs here and talk about, like, Brian Johnson versus Bon Scott. But if you like ACDC then, you like ACDC now. Like, it, this is not like a U2 situation where, like, it changes very significantly and you could love Joshua Tree and hate, like, pop or whatever. Um, like, I hope these guys stick to their sound and just make a career of being legends and that dovetails into my number two uh, which also shares a song on this record uh long neck way to go is a collaboration of midland and john party and john party's record mr saturday night you could pretty much just copy and paste everything i just said about (laughs) this record and midland into this conversation about John Party. Mr. Saturday Night is just a, almost said Saturday Night Live. Uh, Mr. Saturday Night. Mr. Is, Saturday Night Live. 
He should be on SNL featuring. He, I feel John like he'd be Party. so good. Yeah, and not not just as a musical guest, but when the musical guest like acts and involves in some skits. I feel like he. You know why? Yeah, that. and he'd be hilarious because he'd probably be cracking up the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He he probably wouldn't be able to hold a straight face. <laughs> and let's be real, he'd probably be half cut and having extra fun because of it. Um. But yeah, this the this this record is just it's it's so good. Uh, I need to I need to get this one on vinyl because it's it's one of those ones that you can just put on literally like Mr. Saturday Night. Put it on for Saturday Night right from Fill Her Up. Fill Her Up again. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to cut that part. <laughs> no, no cut. That was <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, but like new place to drink. What a tune. This is like the 2022 version of uh swing indoors or something like that from merle haggard i bold bold statement super bold i'm still trying to <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm still I'm still kind of finding my way with this album yeah. I, I don't not love it. I just need like I don't know. I need the right listen to to occur where I just like I don't know. It'll come. Cuz I got just into love it. I got into his other album well after you did as well. Which one? Uh, heartache medication I got into oh, that yeah, yeah. like it took me a while maybe it, I think it's because you and I don't don't hang around hang out much anymore because well I guess just busyness and whatever proximity else. also yeah proximity but I, I think you had such a hand in getting me into that so this is your fault is what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that's made me spit my beer out over my computer no, no. I, there's some songs on it I do genuinely like. Um, I think I just need to give it more of a more of a drunken listen, probably, because I think I've given it too much of a critical listen. Right. I think there's only maybe one or two songs on it that I don't like, and that's not even like they suck. It's just like Meh. there's a couple of cheesy ones like, on there, but I guess that's part of what he does. Like right? Reverse Cowgirls, so good. I guess Smoking a Doobie is one that like it was a single, and I was kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that song's stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> But like I, I love like I think almost all the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a great tune. Sorry, record tune and record. Um, and then sorry, we're taking way too long on this. Uh, and then number one, number one record of the year. I think this is probably going to be obvious to you, and I'm guessing it's going to be your number one record of the year as well too. Is it American Heartbreak? It is. I figured it might be a. <laughs> yeah and this one um you you in fully introduced me to this i uh, and well maybe not the record you introduced me to him and kept pushing him on me when we talked about this last time or a couple times ago as well too and it yeah. wasn't until uh heard one of the tunes i think when we were in austin yeah it was highway it boys me. and i think highway it was boys. the video that did it for you yeah yeah. yeah, it all Sometimes, just clicked. Like, like you said, it takes... I never liked John Party until you repeatedly 
you know, poked and said, listen to this. I know you're going to like this. Like there's certain things I think we both know that the other person's probably never going to get into. Yeah. But I remember this one being well, I'm like, Andrew should like this. Like yeah. this is not me Something's trying wrong. to force w- an agenda here. working here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not like forcing me to like some jug band or something. Yeah. yeah. It's this, this is, this should be working. Just scratching your head. What's going on here? Yeah. On paper, this is right up his alley. Yeah. I just got to keep kicking the tires. Yeah. <laughs> And it worked out. Uh, I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about Zach Bryan because we did a whole episode of our thoughts on how and why he's awesome and how he might be the poet laureate of Gen Z, rural Gen Z. So uh, if you want to hear more about that, just go a few episodes back. But at that, uh, we'll say... For me, number five was Haley Witters Raised. Number four was The Panhandlers. West Texas is the best Texas. Number three was Midland, uh, The Last Resort, Greetings From. Number two was John Party, Mr. Saturday Night. And number one was Zach Bryan, American Heartbreak. I gotta, I'll got to say one thing on Zach Bryan. We can maybe touch on, on like a catch-up episode at a later date. But like that whole, like, man... I'd never want to get on the bad side of Zach Bryan's fans. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, what did you text me one day? Like, uh, Zach Bryan could eat a baby and his fans would... <laughs> I think I said he could eat a baby live on stage and his fans would support it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> We're going to well, get canceled just for saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some group. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was just wild. The pile on... on I don't even remember the guy's name. Yeah, the guy who, uh, after the Yellowstone That was what, yeah, situation. he said the song sounded like the first line or whatever. Who was that guy? What was that song? But yeah, I, I got lost in the comment sections of that post, just like how angry people were. <laughs> I also love his kind of like indignant, flippant kind of fuck you in a happy way like when yeah. with that video where they're just driving the car headbanging to yeah. the other guys version. i think he was trying to make light of the situation yeah and I, think I think there was also like a bit of a like bit. an indignantness to it yeah 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 because i mean well and then i like when people pointed out that like both songs were lifted from some old song anyway <laughs> just oh like, i didn't see that part it's just so funny it, it, yeah it's an odd for it's an odd forum to to go off on something like that without maybe you send the dm first wait for a response and if the guy tells you to go fuck yourself then maybe you go (laughs) yeah on twitter with it but yeah instead of just like fully putting it out there yeah 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 because he kind of called him out so he needed to respond appropriately Yeah. yeah what was he gonna say otherwise like oh sorry dude i plagiarized your shit <laughs> yeah exactly like, <laughs> so i think he responded appropriately yeah I, I think the whole thing was yeah it was blown out of proportion but people took it so like the fans took it so seriously but that that was just like we've talked about that with zach bryan fans of their rabid like absolutely rabid so it was uh it was kind of wild to see how how crazy people went over it, like coming to his his defense, which mm-hmm. had, hence my comment of him being able to eat a baby on stage. And <laughs> <laughs> he can do no wrong. <laughs> All right. Okay. I guess we got to go. I'll rip through my For record, quick. that's not me saying he can do no wrong. <laughs> that's me acknowledging that his ravenous fans think yes. he can do no wrong. Yes. Carry on. <laughs> Sidebar ended. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll do my top five albums. Um, I had... I mentioned this a little earlier. Like I did actually have a bit of a hard time like finding my, it wasn't 
I find most years it's like I'm trying to narrow down from like 10 albums or so. This year I felt I was kind of struggling almost to find um, like my top five. There was a few that like albums that I, I really liked that I just didn't think really deserved a spot in my top five. So then I had to start digging a little deeper. Um, and I don't know if we're going to even have time after, but just quickly, like some ones that We didn't... won't. We're at like almost an hour now. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple that almost made it on. Like, uh, I, I honestly, this one will surprise you, but like Miranda Lambert's, Lambert's album, album, Palomino. I'm so glad you said it as well too. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Okay. Because it would have been, it was, it was close on mine. Yeah. It was right there for me. I, I, a couple more good singles off that album and it would have made it. The fact that you tipped Haley Witters into number five means Ernest was number six and uh, Miranda would have been number seven. For okay. Me. Yeah, it was there for me too. And then Hellbound Glory put out an album in 2022 that really I find didn't seem like it did too much, but it was a great album. And uh, I, that Travis Tritt acoustic album <laughs> was like a banger of an album. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> like for some it. reason, I, I love Travis Tritt, especially historically. But for some reason, it didn't really do much for me. There was a couple of songs you that sent I, them to me, and I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just the the mind space I was in the first couple yeah. times I listened to it. But anyways, I'll jump into my top five. Uh, so my number five was River Fools and Mountain Saints by Ian No. Um, I I really. I think I picked this one because I like the album through and through. I think it's got an excellent flow to it. So in terms of like singles, I don't think there was anything. There's a couple of songs that like really jumped out. But for me, it's a good kind of storybook listen from start to finish. Um, I think he's a, a really, really talented artist. Um, I think he's, we're probably going to see a lot more from him, but I think he's always going to exist on like that sort of plane of like songwriter. I can't see him like busting out on like a, major country uh tour or anything like that but <laughs> no. um I, I think it's a really good songwriters album uh so that was river fools and mountain saints by ian no i'd, I'd never heard that before when you sent it to me today was the first time did you listen to much of, of it like i think two or three I, I songs listened to almost was... the whole thing okay what do you yeah. think um <laughs> it it sounded to me like Bob Dylan. I knew you were was, gonna say something about Dylan. Really? Yeah. Uh, like Bob Dylan was starting a string or jug band. <laughs> That's a pretty polished album. It's not in no no way or shape or form in jug no, band territory. No, but like it has like it put. So I would say, and I'm sure it's probably on your list. Uh, like Lo Lost Dog Street Band. Yeah. Uh, I would put that in jug band or uh, string band territory. Even though it's more polished, it's not fully like... Yeah, well, they're definitely oh, a, here, here, a string here. band. Don't you no... never stop in the middle of a hoedown. <laughs> I can't believe that's our first Simpsons <laughs> reference of the day. Um, but I, I'd say it's it's pushing into that territory. And I'd say this is like kind of in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I could, the Dylan comparisons are like i'm not a huge dylan fan so like it it took me a while to get past that mm -hmm. because you, mm -hmm. there's no way you can't mention ian no's name without saying that his voice is reminiscent of bob yeah. dylan especially when you look at the slightly more country versions of dylan and like girl from the north country or stuff like that like this this could kind of be in that wheelhouse and then add like a dash of lost dog street band or something into it and it that's kind of where i was feeling about it 
Yeah, I, I felt like his some of his or his previous album or EP or whatever was a, I found a lot more folk territory, and I, I was mm. impressed with this one. I did find it leaned more country than his previous stuff, and I I enjoyed the sound of it, and I thought it was a little, just a little more put together and a little more polished, which I enjoyed. It was somewhere in between, like you said, Jug Band, and mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that was my number five. Kind of snuck in there. It was either that or that Miranda Lambert album, um, and then uh, number four, I came in with Fortune Favors the Bold by Forty Nine Winchester. Nice. Um, I love these guys. I've been listening to these guys for years. I think this is their, f- I want to say it's their fourth uh, studio album. But this one, I, I think, is really starting to see them blow up. Like, they've been playing some pretty big tour dates with some pretty big artists. And uh, I, I think it's just really cool to see them. Like, it's the definition of, of like, small town band makes it big, you know? And it's pure hard work. Like, I'm looking at their tour schedule right now, and it's like, it's insanity, like how much these guys are on the road. And I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that just pure hard work, like just continuing just to churn out. Yeah, and yeah. continuing to churn out music, continuing to do what your fans love, and it just builds momentum slowly and slowly and slowly and slowly, and now they're yeah. starting to hit a little bit bigger with it. And uh, that makes me super happy, and I, I, I think this is a great album. And I, I think like he's got such a unique voice. Like He's getting into like Stapleton territory in terms of, you know the uniqueness of his voice and uh i'm just i don't know for a bunch of guys that i don't know i'm certainly proud of them i think just because (laughs) you know it's a band that i've listened to for a very long time yeah and when you start to see that a band like that see some pretty big commercial commercial success it's uh it's really neat to see that's cool yeah yeah, it's funny you should say Stapleton because I've I've listened to them for a while as well too, and and I like them, but they they were probably not on my top five or even top ten radar. Uh, but I I feel like they're <clears throat> equal parts country and southern rock, and I feel like I have that same critique of Chris Stapleton. Yeah, they they definitely fall into rock territory and some stuff. Somewhere, like, depending on the song, they could be somewhere between, like, Waylon and uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I'll drink to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well timed. (laughs) All right. um, So getting to my number three uh, was Glory by Lost Dog Street Band. There's no way I could do any sort of top five (laughs) list without having Lost Dog Street Band on there. So I was fortunate they put out an album this year. They better release one every year. Um, I, I didn't think, you know, that Benjamin Todd, the the lead from this band could, you know, get into more, you know, personal territory, but he somehow has just done it with this album and he released a solo album too called, I think it's called the songs I swear I'd never sing. I feel Um, like we need to get this guy on the podcast so you guys can bro out. I don't know if we would. He, he, he seems like, uh, well, I read an interview with him today where it was something where he just describes himself as disagreeable. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. <laughs> you guys are great. I love your music. No, we're not great and you're wrong. Yeah. Oh. Jeez. Right. Sorry, man. Oh man. Jeez. What what do I say? Oh man. Oh, you're right. You guys suck. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh, what's man, we can't win. What do I do here? <laughs> yeah, he kind of intimidates me. Yeah. <laughs> Might be the neck tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought this was a, a really strong album, strong offering by them, and I, I'd love to get up to see them live again. I don't. Uh, it seems like they're doing quite a bit of touring, but no one tends to get up to Canada anymore since since COVID. But hopefully, right. maybe as things uh, open up a little bit more, we can start seeing some of these guys. 
Um, you know, I'm honestly still, I, I might, you know, maybe make a last minute switch up here because in the interest of consistency and you not putting an EP as your number one album, then I think I need to flip then, which would put in my number two album would be the Acoustic Sessions EP by Morgan Wade. You um, were going to have that as your number one? Yeah. Wow. I, that, this album, for something that's only got, I think, six don't, songs don't, on it. Don't do that just because it's an EP. I don't know. I feel like, I, I do truly feel like with the amount of noise Zach Bryan has made over the last year and a half. Right. And yeah, I think he kind of deserves oh, that that's spot. T- yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, I agree. But um, I, I really wanted to showcase, you know, my love of this EP from Morgan Wade. And I was reading a bit more about it earlier today. And one really cool part of it is that half the reason for this Acoustic Sessions EP was I guess a lot of fans were reaching out to her directly, either after shows or DMing, and basically saying that they, you know, they loved her previous album and how, like, you know, how well-produced it was and all the instrumentation, but it was a very polished, like, Mm -hmm. lots of instrumentation on it. Um, And they all said after her live shows, where I guess things, she was playing with more of a pared-down band, uh, they all loved the version she was playing, like the stripped-down versions of the songs. Uh, and And there's also nothing polished about her voice. So no. that it's kind of nice, like it, it parallel tracks to have her like raw voice and like a more stripped down instrumentation. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was really cool for an artist just to say, yeah, you know what? People want this. And it's not all songs off of that previous album. It's some, some other stuff yep. too that I guess she had just never put uh, on, onto a recording. But I, I think it's a fantastic EP and it's been like just on a constant, constant playback mm-hmm. for me. It's, it's a bit dark on, on some songs, and it's... That's how you like it. It is how I like it, but... Uh, <laughs> murder <yeah>. ballads forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hashtag murder ballads forever. <laughs> As per my neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's a, a solid offering, and uh, I, I can't wait to see what she's going to put out in 2023. And now I guess we just ruined what my number one is, but yeah, it's it's definitely going to be American Heartbreak by Zach Bryan. Yes. Out of two hours and what, 40-some songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, we, we don't have to stay on the, the point, but there's a, there's a lot of good, like really good songs on this album. We've said it before where we think maybe it could have been uh, not a triple album and maybe just a single album and then all hits, but as he does things, I got it for Christmas. I saw that on yeah, vinyl. The vinyl. Yeah. How many records was it? Honestly, I haven't opened it yet because we were in Vancouver with my wife's family for Christmas and there's no record player there ah. so I didn't even open it. It's got to be at least 3 or 4. It's uh it's it's probably 4. Well, two like two records like four sides yeah. is what I would assume. But yeah, I don't know. Some of my favorite songs on the album like Late July, Something in the Orange, um what else? Highway Boys, I liked a lot. From Austin, I like a lot. There's just some really Oh, From Austin. Yeah. If she wants a cowboy, that song where they're you like know, kind of ripping on uh, Nashville a little bit and auto tune, that song was totally. Hilarious. I don't know if I said this on the previous podcast when we talked about it or just chatting or just thinking it, but I wish that song was done not as a joke. Like it's good that it's a joke and like, yeah. I appreciate it and it's funny and it's great as it is. Yeah. But I would love a version of it that didn't have like all the little comments that like made it a joke. Yeah. Like, 
oh, this is the greatest song ever written. Uh, here, here's the lesson in how to write songs. Yeah, and, yeah. All right, I'm out of here, boys. Throw her <laughs> on the radio. But like, in terms of like the hook and like the the songwriting and everything, like that's a really I I get that he's quipping at like mainstream country music yeah. and like, well, I'm gonna be a cowboy and write a song about being a cowboy. Yeah, but. He actually wrote a really great song about being a cowboy, <laughs> and I kind of want to just enjoy it on its own, and I still do. Uh, but it'd be nice to have that on a record without it, like with the auto tune making it yeah. obviously a joke. Yeah, it was a pretty good joke, though. It was, and, and I guess it inherently gonna... is a joke, so it maybe it should stay as that. But I'm just saying, I, I do love that tune separate well, from the joke. And if you're gonna put 34 songs on an album, there's probably room for a joke song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Um, Zach Bryan taking the number one spot for yeah, for both, for of, both us, of us unanimously with American Heartbreak. So uh, I guess our love letter to Zach Bryan continues. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, you want to wrap it up or you have any honorable, I guess we kind of went through both of our honorable mentions. Yeah, I think we're over time. And if we start honorable mentions, I feel like it's going to be a slippery slope into <laughs> extra overtime. That could be fair. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to keep this up now and we'll, uh, Catch you on the next one. All right. Onwards to 2023 and the adventures that it will no doubt Catch bring you on us. the flip side, dude <laughs> Meister. Cheers, buddy. Only the second Simpsons reference for today. That wasn't bad. Two, two references is okay. Okay. <laughs>